everybody. Welcome to Reminder View. I'm Katie. I'm Lauren. We have a guest on that we've had before. Again. Dun, 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 dun. Bienvenidos. It's dun. Joey. <laughs> that was so sexy. It's Joey. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. It's Joey. It's Joey. <laughs> so, Joey, how do you feel being on the podcast again? I feel ready. Like, that's <laughs> totally my time. When was like, the last time you were on? I was trying to Sister Act one and Sister Act Obviously. And that was a while ago. It was. And you know, we got a lot of feedback after the episode. Really? Like people on Twitter yeah. basically told me and Katie that we were wrong for yes! thinking the first one was better. So, so many happy. people were like, No, the I'm second one is better. Wait, how come you didn't tell me about this? <laughs> because we were I just remembered at this moment. <laughs> We were embarrassed and also disagreed. I still disagree, <clears throat> but it's fine. It's fine. I disagree, but I also understand yeah. why people feel that way. But just know that you you have people out there who like are on your side. I so. appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for recognizing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Today we're eating hints of lime tostitos, yes. which are really crunchy. Our own... <laughs> Our only snack are chips, so like we're so sorry. No, that's not true. Oh, I have Big Bars oh. and Starburst. Also, sorry. the cookies and ice cream are coming. <gasps> we soon. Yeah. ordered cookies and ice cream to be delivered not to me. us. No, Joey did it. Joey, me and Katie aren't that fancy, so we're taking Joey's fanciness. We're like appreciating it, and we're gonna indulge in these cookies. We have obviously had Joey on, so we're not gonna do trivia today. But should we talk about our favorite song? That we've heard this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yes, 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 yes. I picked oh. this question specifically because I knew you found a new band this week. So the like. movie the movie that we're talking about this week is um, song, music-related, music themed. Yes. Just like in Joey's way, you know? Yes. Oh. So in general, the, in, on the podcast. So oh, far. yeah. You're, you're following a theme. Yes. Mm-hmm. You realize. Music, no. all, you've been on a lot of music episodes. Sister Act. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sister Act 2. First one was Blink, uh, blank, um, check. blank Check. Not musical. Not musical. Uh, not musical. But I'll follow the trend from here on out. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep the trend. So yeah. um, what's the best new what's song the... you found this week, Joe? Yeah. So it's funny. Okay. So I've been listening to this new artist. Her name is Claro. She's got like six songs out and that's it. And you can't actually download her music off of Google Play Music. Really? Because she wants you to buy it. Which is totally cool because like new and up, up and coming artist. Yeah. Um. But today, I was introduced to a new one. Ooh, even newer. Yes. And that one's called uh, Sexual by Naked, I want to say. I love this song. Do you really? I'm obsessed with this yes. song. Yes. Tomorrow when we go out to karaoke, we're going to yes. play that to like hype up. In the car, right? Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. It's really good. Katie. We don't even need the song. It? We're just going to sing Dude. it. Dude. Um, Katie, did you find any new music yeah. this week? Wow. Wow. I, um, I'm looking If now. you're not ready, I did. You go first. Okay. So I actually haven't been listening to that much music lately. I kind of go through phases of like podcasts and music at work because like depending on how busy I am. Um, and in the last few days, I just got back into a music cycle, which was actually like I was in a pretty long podcast cycle. And I found a new song today. I literally know nothing about this artist or anything else at all, but it came on like a shuffle. I'm so excited. I'm into it. It is called Whatever Comes to Mind by More More. Oh. Mm. I know literally, I can't tell you anything about them. I can't tell you any of their other music. It's like a little bit soulful R&B, but like is indie. Is this also on your sexy playlist? Mm. No, it's on my spring 2018 playlist. Got it. Um, I don't have like a specific... Okay. It doesn't I, have to I be like I this do. I guess I do. It could be from any time. Yeah, I mean, so as of yesterday, I've been listening to this new person claro yeah mm-hmm. uh on like my her? bike ride so okay so i teach yoga and so a lot of the music that i listen to is for that it's either yeah. like in class itself or it's to find playlists for stuff and i'm not somebody who likes to play like stuff with lyrics like i usually <laughs> am trying to find stuff that's like not gonna distract you or whatever yeah but in my playlist i've been using a lot of prince music and specifically Hmm. like unknown prince music or like b-sides prince music some of the best uh Hmm. because that way it's like utilizing the beautiful like musician hood of him without it being known like without it being something that people are like oh yeah like this is i would die for you or like 1999 yeah yeah 
Actually, Those B-sides are so guys, good. I yeah. probably only know like seven Prince songs. Uh, okay, I know. So I've been like, I I've been doing okay. a deep dive. Seven is still like good though. Because you know, like, like at least you know some. Yeah, because I, still I feel really like love a terrible him. person. It's tr- no, it's don't feel bad. We'll go, you know, is, we'll go to Prince Night. They have okay. like Prince Night at Holocene. We'll go. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Dirt Wire because of mm. which is a band that I listen mm-hmm. to a lot and I use a lot in my playlists for yoga classes because it's kind of funky, but. Uh, this song, 17 Days by Prince, which is a B-side Ooh. edit, um, by him, like, for Purple Rain, um, mm. mm-hmm. is super good, and it's, like, it's a perfect mix of, it's not too, some of his songs that are, like, not super known are super dirty. Like, oh my god, yes. Very explicit. And, like, it's cool. Like, that's, if that's, We're, do it. Like, own I, it, listen, <laughs> love it. But, like, yeah. I can't play that in a class. So sure. I've been trying to find that, like, in-between of things that are not too well-known, yes. but not too dirty. Yes. And this is the perfect, the perfect mix. And it has a woman on it with him. Um, and it's really good. So I've been listening to that a lot. Oh, that's great. What would you give a genre name to that kind of music? Like, mid-bedroom uh, talk? Prince? Or Prince? Just... Yeah, I will say, no, said, no, I like say that... it's R&B. Well, Army, I mean, more specifically, like, the not too known, but not mm. too sexual. Would you call that, like, <laughs> elevator music? Or, like, no, or no, like no, no, no. bathroom talk? Ooh, no. I would say it's, like, bathtub, bathtub R&B. 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 Okay. Because <laughs> it's, like, it makes you I feel like that. Sexy. I like that, too. <laughs> Actually, it's you sexy, but in your own privacy of your bathroom. It's not, like, it's not, it's... But it's like sexy for you, yeah, but no but one it's else. It's not overtly yes. sexy. Yes. Yes. It's like I something it. that's I like you that. feel sexy when you listen to it. Katie, you just that's came like, up with a genre. That's like my life, like sexy for <laughs> me, but no one else. <laughs> literally, literally, when I'm in the bathtub, I either try and meditate or I listen to like bathtub Dude. sexy, where it's yes. like sexy for me, but no one else, and it's not overt. Hundred percent. I love, yeah. oh, I love that's why I like I the song. Him. That's why I like the song that I've been playing uh, because people will get out of class and they'll be like, "Who was that artist? Mm. Like that was really good." And I don't know who that was, and I'll be like, "Oh shit, dude, that was Prince." And that's they'll be Prince. like, "I cannot believe that that was Prince." Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, but he's incredible, and we miss him a lot. Prince mm. owns my life. Yes. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Forever. Okay, so we just said that we're gonna watch. <laughs> we're gonna eat ice cream and cookies and we're yeah. eating chips and we're oh do you guys want yeah. some Kit Kat bar sure sure we have so, Kit Kat ice cream and fact, cookies should be here soon I don't soon. know if we've talked about this but Glass on the house. podcast when I was a kid I was Thank allergic you. to I'm allergic to nuts but I'm also allergic to eggs or I used to be allergic to eggs and so certain candies candy was like the name of the game cause like <laughs> you don't have to have flour and eggs mm-hmm. so like you can't I can't I couldn't have cake and Kit Kat bars were the, the only, only candy that's that I could really, really eat. Katie's mm-hmm. candy addiction came out of her allergies. Mm-hmm. Truly. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of candy, you don't have to have eggs. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of candies that you can have that don't have nuts in them. You just mm-hmm. need crack cocaine and sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, there are a lot of candies that do have nuts in them. Mm-hmm. But And like Milky Way bars, my parents were always like, I don't know, they're kind of like Snickers. So my parents always bought Kit Kat bars. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would and never Kit guess so Kit Kats good. were okay. My mom very, very sweetly was like, I got some candy for your podcast. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And she's like, I got it because it reminds me of Bucky's Super Video, which was our like movie store that we went to. And she pulled them out and they were Chica Sticks, which are like the peanut butter, like... What I don't even know, like what they really are, but I like, like the second she pulled them out, I was like, no, no, Katie, Katie can't have those. I was like, sorry, mom, like no, we can't have those on the podcast. And she was like, she's like, oh, I didn't know. And I was like, it's my job to know. <laughs> it is my job to understand what candies have nuts in them. I will take those for myself, but like not on the podcast. Lauren is actually <laughs> the person that makes sure that I stay alive. Can I have like a police officer's badge, but it says like Nut Patrol. <laughs> like you are, you are the Nut Patrol I, in my life. Can I please have like yes. a sheriff's badge that says Nut Patrol? Even at your drunkenness or your most inebriated mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. you will be the person who is like, listen, that has a nut liquor in it. Yes. It's beautiful. I really need a nut I feel a lot of Yeah. Where did those come from? Uh, <laughs> there, are now, there are now Starbursts yeah. on the scene. Yeah. 
So the question is, how will you open yours? Uh, not. Can you do the mouth opening of Starburst? Mm -hmm. Can you do it right now? Sure. On the pod, Mm -hmm. Joey is now opening a Starburst with just his mouth, teeth, and his tongue. (laughs) Mostly his tongue. I'm gonna open it the normal way. (laughs) Did you get the red one? Orange. Orange is pretty good. I like. You're getting the red. Yeah. Orange and red are my favorites. The red and the pink are my favorite. Mm, no one likes yellow. It's bad. <gasps> oh my god, you did it! Oh my god, you fucking did it, dude! <gasps> Joey did it! Oh no! <laughs> it popped out. Hello! He did it! That was amazing. Yeah. I love it. That was really fucking fast, dude. Well, that's impressive. Did you ever, when you were in middle school, did you guys ever make like the chain bracelets with mm-hmm. the Starburst wrappers? I was yeah. more into the gum wrappers where you pulled the gum wrapper off mm. and like covered your notebook in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, middle school was cool, you Don't guys. touch that. It's got my saliva on it. I'm okay with it. Middle school okay. is like a fun time. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it Joey. Fun time. Yeah. What's your movie? Um, raise your voice. Raise Sorry, your voice. I felt like I had to do it. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's more like, raise your voice. <laughs> Dude, true. Like, Aged up. Or like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you guys. The vocal quality changes so, so much. There's like the weak falsetto, and then it suddenly transitions into like the belting, and I'm yeah. like, Where did this what? come from? Right? Confidence. So from much. confidence. There's uh, a lot to talk about, you guys. Mm. Uh, okay, so this movie came out in 2004. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are going to give, we're going to power through some details sure. about the movie. Before Absolutely. we do we're that, talk about it. Yeah, same so year that Cinderella Story came out. Just no. make a note. Same year? Same year. Same year. Wow. Yeah. This was Hillary's year. Same exact year. Hair, <gasps> totally different. Sorry, I just had to make that note. No, it's not totally It's different. pretty much the same. It's the, literally it's the, the same. same. May or may not have watched I think she maybe added bangs <laughs> in Cinderella Story. Come on, the bangs. I watched Cinderella totally Story different. a couple weeks ago and it was incredible. Her honest. hair color is like no, no, purely no. highlighted. No. Anyway. Okay, she like really bleached, bleached it for same. this movie. It's the same. Well, okay, that's actually very impressive to note that like these came out in the same Same year year, because filming two movies like that in a year, pretty awesome. I'm just picturing the moment with her and Chad Michael Murray and her with like the mask on where she takes it (sighs) off. Yes, it's the same. That movie like (laughs) gives me life. But also, so this movie, Oliver James, the leading man in this movie, came out. This came out a year after he filmed What a Girl Wants with Amanda yeah, Bynes, which is also iconic. And those iconic. were his only two feature films he ever did, and then he kind of like faded away from acting. And like he that, died. No, he's no. still around. But he like kind of did a few TV things. But these were his only like two main movies, which shaped my childhood. They really and then did. he just disappeared. Yeah, how so dare, like, how where, dare did, he? where did he go? He just like became a normal person. Like he decided to act no. for. No, he, he doesn't look normal. He's he, in a normal. I human. believe me. I looked up like a BuzzFeed article, and they were like, he's just like on Twitter now as like a person. Wow. He like rudely decided to leave acting, and rudely. I was like, wow. When I was twelve, you were my my crush, my and like you just left. The spikes, the, here's, the hair, the bleached spiked hair. I just mm. guys, but when you rewatch that movie, do you feel those same like sexual feelings about? <laughs> yes. It? Really? 100%. No, not the same sexual feelings, but the same emotional feelings in terms yeah, of yeah. like the whole movie in general. So many emotions bubble to the surface. Sexual mm-hmm. is not the word I would no, use. Not I mean, but like arousing. He... Like look at that that shirt he wore okay. in the movie. I was <laughs> with the shell necklace. Okay. Let's be it's beautiful. Let's power through. Okay. So this movie yes. is from two thousand four, like we said. Amazing. Uh it's starring Hilary Duff. As Terry. We all know. I mean, what do I have to say? No. Lizzie uh, McGuire. Oliver James, like we just said, is in What a Girl Wants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he is British. He is beautiful. Yes. He is so early 2000s, it kills me. <sighs> yes. Uh, David Keith is the dad. Oh, wait. Who is he in Independence Day? Uh, I feel like is he's he a, a soldier. He's one of like the military generals. He's in like a lot of stuff. If you see him, you'll, in- you'll definitely know who he is. Ending in the cupboard. He's in a shit ton of stuff. Um, Also, Rita Wilson is the mom. She is in so much stuff, like Sleepless in Seattle, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. She's also Tom Hanks' wife. She's also, like, a super famous lady. Um, Jason Ritter plays Paul, who's uh, Hilary Duff's brother. And Jason Ritter is in Parenthood. He's John Ritter's son. R.I.P. John Ritter. 
Um, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings. Amazing. Like, what a babe. She's <laughs> so good in this movie. I love yeah. her. Um, and Johnny Lewis, who I know mostly from the OC. He plays Kiwi in this movie, but in the OC he plays someone named Chili. Like, another food name. But he has, like, kind of a crazy story. So... He's in this movie, he was on The O.C., and then he was on Sons of Anarchy. And, like, when he was on Sons of Anarchy in, like, the in like 2012, he died. He, like, fell to his death after murdering his landlady. Like, what? In real life? Yes. Like, he, in L.A., like, he died, like, from falling from, like, his balcony in his building. And, like, previously to that, he, like, killed his 81-year-old landlady. What? Wait, who did? The Johnny Lewis? Kiwi. Kiwi did? Yes. No. Yes. I knew him. I only watched the first couple seasons of Sons of Anarchy. I didn't know he yeah. that happened to him. Yes. Yeah, like crazy fucked up. Fuck. Super sad. And like really weird and random. Yeah. So that's like insane. Um and then also John Corbett. John Corbett. Like, yes. Maybe the best part of this movie. I cannot believe he's fucking in this movie. You guys. Yes. John Corbett from my big part Pink wedding and Sex in the City fame. He plays Mr. Torvald. Oh my god, his he, leather pants. I have a lot of things to say about him in this movie. Yeah. But like when I watched this growing up, he was like a big part of like why I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also James Avery, who is Uncle Phil on Fresh Prince, is like the program director of the music school that she goes to. Mm-hmm. So like a ton of famous people. He also passed away. He did pass away a R. couple R. years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, and this movie is also directed by Sean McNamara, who directed Punks, which we did like way back when. With Matt. Amazing. <laughs> the second episode. The second episode. So if you're podcast. a longtime listener, Punks, this is the same director. And he also directed like a bunch of Disney Channel shows like Lizzie McGuire and other, even Stevens, which like a lot of these actors are from Lizzie McGuire or even Stevens or like other Disney Channel things. So it makes sense. Wow. Look at all these people. <sighs> There's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot of... A lot of famous people for like how bad this movie is. The older, the older actors in this, like yeah. the fact that John Corbett and James Avery are both in this movie, and, and like, like Rita Wilson, like, like what? John Corbett is like a legit character, like a person yes. that's in it for multiple things, multiple like, scenes. He is a plot developer. Yes, and that's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Man, that whole cello scene. Oh my God. Oh. I mean, that's like the first scene. Yeah. A lot. You know he's going to be the, the bad boy teacher. <laughs> yeah. The moment where like later, much later in the movie where he like goes to sit with Hilary Duff and is like, I know that you're mourning, but like take that energy and like make it into art. When he like initially sits down and you see that he's wearing leather pants. <laughs> that moment I was like, oh my God. Dude, there's a lot like, of scenes with him in this movie that are like questionable. Like, full leather. Where I was like, yo. Yeah. This would not be cool on anyone Anywhere else. else. Yeah. Nope. But you have a half ponytail, and, like, your hair is beautiful. You play You're the cello. Ripped. You play the cello. Do you think he was ripped? Mm, yes. Yeah. Do, do you think he, he was like, ripped under that flannel? Because <laughs> this was, like, right after my Big Fat Greek wedding. Probably, probably two years later. He was probably ripped. Yeah. We don't know. Mm. Um, okay. So, the quick summary of this movie is Hilary Duff is Terry, a small-town girl with a big voice. After her brother Paul dies in a car accident on his high school graduation night, she moves from, from Flagstaff to L.A. to enter a prestigious music program with Paul's help. She meets inspiring teachers and friends and refines her voice along the way. Yes. Amen. Iconic. First of oh all, God. amen. The fact that it was in Flagstaff threw me for a whirlwind. Like, really? Yeah, that's, like, a surprisingly realistic I will say city. that, like, my only knowledge of Flagstaff comes from this movie. So anytime anyone, like, mentions Flagstaff, I immediately think of this, this movie. movie. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. That's all Crazy. I know. That's all I know. I just saw the Rotten Tomatoes. It's low, guys. The Rotten Tomatoes rating is low. It's real bad. Yeah. It's 18%. Yeah. Or no, 15. It's 15. 15. It's 15%. I'm sorry. sorry. It is so low. Which might be fair, but it's low. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's fair. I feel like it should be higher than that. A little higher. Like 25%. Yeah, yeah. Like 25, maybe 30. 30. Maybe. maybe. I would give it a 30. I think if the shrugging shoulders left the movie, I'd give it like a 35. <laughs> I have to be honest. Yes! 
Yes. 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 The shy girl. Hillary Duff. Oh my god. I have a whole section in my notes about her acting because we'll get into it, but yeah. shrugging uh, shoulders. But I cried in oh, this movie. Me too. Multiple times. Me too, and yes. So like I don't know if that's a fifteen percent Rotten Tomatoes movie. Yeah. This movie makes me very emotional. Every yeah. time I watch it. Guys, I, from the beginning, the whole dad thing. Yeah. Going into the brother thing. It's a little too real. It's way too okay, real. That, okay, I, it's a little too I have a lot to talk about, but I will say that like this movie makes me cry literally every time every I time. watch it, which is like m- maybe good. Like it's, it's good at, you know, evoking emotion, but I think it's like too real. It's the reason it's not a good movie is because it's like hitting too close to home. Yeah. It's so sad. It's too sad to watch. Yeah. Yeah. They needed to like scale it back a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I wanted to sing the song What a Girl Wants during the movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, what dude. a girl wants, what, what a girl needs, whatever makes me happy, sets you free. I'm thanking you for everything. Amazing. Yeah, I already made it better. But I love it. I liked it. Okay. Um, Okay, so a few other little things before we get into it. So this movie was originally pitched as a Christian film, which 1,000 million percent makes sense. Yeah. Because there's a lot of carryover Christian themes. Yep. um, Which we can get into. Um, And then another, like, additional pitch, maybe after the Christian theme, I'm not really sure, was that it was going to be set in New York City... Starring Evan Rachel Wood, Jonathan yes. Jackson, who's on Nashville now, um, and Annie Potts, who's in like Ghostbusters and Pretty in Pink, she's like pretty famous as Terry's mom, um, which would have been like a really cool version of this story. Like, I think it could have been like way more gritty and maybe better, but all those people like you know had to leave for different reasons, whatever, and it became what it is. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get into that Aww. now. <laughs> we'll get into the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really was awful. Well, you know, was it though? It wasn't awful. I think as a kid I had so many like... Dude, no, it wasn't It wasn't awful, awful but it, was, it definitely wasn't great. It, just, but... it wasn't what I remembered. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It was exactly what I remembered, to really? be quite honest. I had because I watched... in my head. Okay, okay. So what did you remember before oh, we watched it? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah the... So what was your memory? Uh, like the three main memories I had from this movie was... First of all, the car crash. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Like that, because that it's T-boning so accident. upsetting. Absolutely. Every time, like, oh, three days and grace. Jason Ritter, like, Jason. looking at the camera, and you're just like, oh my god. It was three days grace. Right? Yeah, it was three yeah. days grace. Yeah. That song, every time it comes on, I'm like, here goes a car accident. Even if I'm not in a car, I'm, I'm going to get into a car accident right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I always remember is when Denise, the girl yes. who plays the violin, she's in that mall, and like... Boom, 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 boom. Her electric, yes, like the violin. Electric violin. Oh, Denise thing. is the it hero. Was so of this good. I wanted to be her because yeah. I used to play the viola. Ooh. I was like, I want to be that electric violin player. Wow, Denise is so cool. I love yeah, her. Absolutely, and. That was a key part. And then the last scene I thought I remembered, or not the last scene, but like the final performance, I thought I remembered it. You no, did it? did not remember it. Interesting. Like, her voice was so different in my head. <laughs> so different. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It's uh, not good. Mm-mm. Yeah, so. It's not good in this movie. Overall, I forgot it was a Christian <gasps> movie, though. I honestly did not realize that as a kid. Probably because Me I was neither. so brainwashed. Me neither, yeah. I was like part of it as a child. But it's totally Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. But I I mean, I have a lot to talk about with that. Like, I think it is a Christian movie. But like, mm-hmm. what role does religion even have in this movie? Like, it's definitely part of it. But like, it doesn't really even play a role. Like, mm. they superficially put it in. But there's no, no part of the story it. that affects is affected. I don't know. The whole like end song, though, is all about like. Yeah, but like. Well, okay. we'll get into we'll get into yeah. it. But like I don't know. I don't know. I think that's like a big part of Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll let you put, keep going with this, but yes, I agree that it definitely is more Christian than I remember mm-hmm. it. Definitely more Christian. So much more Christian. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, um, guys. Yeah, so I have also seen this movie. This was definitely, like, one of my big guilty pleasure movies growing up. Because this was, like, the era of what a girl wants. Like, this whole, like, you know, this whole time. I would watch this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched it for years. But I've remembered almost all of it. A lot of the key scenes, like... I remembered all the like drama with her and her parents. I remember the car crash, obviously, because it is legitimately horrifying and scarring. I remembered her going to the school and like the rooftop scenes and the scene with like Sloane and Kiwi and like the piano room and like all of it. I remembered all of it. I like really remember this movie a lot. But mm. it was great to rewatch. So, Joey, give us like four bullet points sure. on, on the main, like very basic bare bones plot. Um,. Teenage girl struggling to find her identity. Um, is this like kind of thing you want me to yes. talk about? Yeah, go for it. Um, like str- uh, struggle in trying to find yourself within your your colleague group, like your your teenage group. Mm-hmm. I'd say musical mm-hmm. liberation and like family unity in yes. the Christian sense. I think mm-hmm. those are probably the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. So it's like Hilary Duff. Is this girl who's like in high school and her brother is graduating and he on his graduation night dies in a car accident that like she kind of feels like responsible for because they snuck out together. And so she's in the car with him and she gets hurt, but he is the one who dies. Mm -hmm. And then during this, like before he died, uh, she applied to and he helped apply to this music program that's like really prestigious she gets into the music program after he dies and her and her aunt and her mom decide to like hide and like mm-hmm. help her go to this yeah. program. Like seek her into it because her dad is like really opposed to it. Mm-hmm. He's a very like conservative man, family man. He doesn't want her to go because he wants to like protect his baby girl. Yeah. And so yeah, the mom and the aunt helps like they say that Hillary Duff is going to stay with the aunt for like the month of August. When really she's going to this program. So mm-hmm. it's like kind of a lot of deception. Like kind yeah. of a few of the plot points revolve around them like lying to the dad or like sneaking around. Kind of trying to like con- not let him know that she's doing this thing. But it's really about her through like kind of this lying, semi-lying, you know, finding her way and like finding herself after this tragedy. And like accepting that it's not her fault and like kind of moving past it and finding herself. Yeah. That's through, kind of like a beautiful story. Yeah. Finding herself through her music mm-hmm. and like through this process of like being away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After her brother has died. It was so West Coast of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, go do your thing and mm-hmm. auntie's going to be here to support you. Yeah. I never had an aunt like her. What the hell? Dude, Where here's the thing. so cool. Here's the thing. So cool. It's a very beautiful story and I really appreciate the like finding yourself and finding your way. But she's also 16. Yeah. yeah. She's so young. There are a lot of moments where I'm like, yeah, but you were 16 yeah, I'm like, though. If like, you were in college, the story would like make a lot of sense and would be really impactful. But she's really, really young where I'm like, this, like, you don't need to be doing this right now. You, you could wait two years and like, then it would be a little bit more yeah. authentic and like, you don't need to be like lying to your dad about where you are when you're 16. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like when she initially goes off to LA... I was like, yeah, but your aunt could just, like, live with you in L.A. for a month. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why doesn't she just decide to, like, stay with her in L.A. for yeah. a month to, like, Seriously. keep her safe right. in a city that's, like, totally foreign to her as mm-hmm. somebody who's from a city that's, like, you know, an eighth of the size right. of L.A. Yeah. I mm-hmm. Like, that makes no sense. But they also make, in counterpoint, they also make L.A. seem, like, way worse than it is. Like, the big bad city, like... When she goes to L.A., so she gets into the program, she goes to L.A., and, like, in the first scenes, it's all these, like, montages of, like, the big skyscrapers and, like, trash and, like, dumpsters and, like, homeless people. And it's like, oh, my God, like, where is she moving to? And her Coke gets stolen. Yeah, the only like, bad thing about as soon as, as soon as she gets out of her cab, her, like, Coke gets stolen, and the cab driver's like, welcome to L.A., baby. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like, is that, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. That's essentially, that's the essence of the whole movie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. It is. Another thing is, like, I love 
Okay, so I love like musical themed movies where it's like it's not a musical, but it's like around this idea of like music culture where it's like Definitely. a music conservatory or like that's the reason that fucking Save the Last Dance or like Step Up this like is so say, good because it's like about a conservatory program. Yeah, so, I got so, so. extreme center stage vibes yes. during this movie because it's about like these young people who are going to like a really specialized arts program and are like living together and like you know like doing their art together and I'm just like oh my god yeah dude yeah yeah that's why it's like so great because it's just a bunch of like people trying to figure it out and like being artists for this whole year or that well for it's only three weeks right yeah that's something I wrote down on my first note like when I watched this growing up I thought it was like a longer like maybe a whole summer it is a three-week program, right. yeah. which means that, like, so when she gets to L.A., she meets this guy, Jay. They, like, legit fall in love in, like, two days. I'm like, yeah. this is so fast. Like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I agree. I really, I think when I was especially younger, I was more drawn to those kinds of movies that revolved around, like, a group of, like, a conservatory or something like that, kids doing their art, because I think that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I really liked those kind of movies growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing that is that this movie has going for it. Also, like Hilary Duff is a bad singer in this movie, yes. and she's a bad actress. But she is so a good bad. crier. Okay, like oh, she's yes. a bad actor. <laughs> she's a bad singer. Yes, but like okay. there are so many parts of this movie where like there are emotional things happening, and like damn girl, she she can yes. cry. Yes. Okay. On multiple levels. Okay, you guys. I have a note that says. So I never, so okay, watching Hilary Duff growing up in like the Lizzie McGuire, the Lizzie McGuire movie, this movie, other things, I've never really loved her as an actress and I never really understood why. I was just like, she's bad, like whatever. But I realized while watching it this time around is that it makes me really uncomfortable to watch her acting because it's how I would act if I tried to be an actor and like I know that it would be bad. Like she looks like she is trying to act. Like when she Mm. reacts to things and like... She always looks kind of like uncomfortable and like awkward, like she's trying to act awkward. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is That's literally weird. how I would act if I was like pretending to act. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really uncomfortable. However, you're right. In the like more emotional scenes of the movie, like when she wakes up from the coma and like a few other parts, it's like very authentic and like very sad. Yeah. Like, where are you pulling your pain from, Hillary? Like, why is this so real? Yeah, there are a lot of mo- moments in this movie that are, like, hella tacky. The, like, whole love plot is is tacky. Too like, much. it's great and tacky at the same so time. So much of the narrative, like, the... So much of the, like... Yeah, it's just... It's so bad. I the wrote, dialogue, the, the dialogue, screenplay is bad. I wrote like, down so many quotes of terrible dialogue. Yeah. But... There are certain, there are a lot of scenes in the movie that actually do a really good job of like encapsulating and uh, demonstrating grief in a way that's like realistic without it being over the top. Like the whole, like after her brother, so okay, basically like we're not going to go into the whole thing because this movie is pretty simplistic, but like her brother dies and like the whole movie is kind of set around this precedent or like this idea that she is trying to get over this grief through her art. And the family is grieving. Yeah. And the whole family's grieving. So like right after he dies, there's, there are these little scene vignettes that they do. And it's probably only like maybe five minutes of the movie. And they are really good. No, 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 not of family. Of the family, like right after, like being at the grave and like being at the dinner table in silence, right? And like looking at the room, the diner. That was a really good vignette. I will say all of them. So watching this movie growing up, and like I remember a lot of this movie, and this time around, those that scene. So like after Paul dies in the car accident, and like that montage of these small vignettes of like their everyday life after he has died. I, like, sob. And, like, mm-hmm. this time around was also, like, sobbing. It gets me every time. Like, yeah. that's why I think, like, this movie is not, like, a good enough movie to be that sad. So, like, the realistic sadness and, like, grief of this tragedy is, like, overpowering yeah. of the story that, like, it's too sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's too real for, like, what this movie is. That it, like, overtakes it a, lot a little bit. A combination that she, like... Not that... I'm not saying she shouldn't have gone, but, like, she rushed into going to the school thing. 
within weeks of him dying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I and have... And that's the whole plot of making yeah. this movie was, like... Right, yeah, so... take care of yourself. Paul dies, and, like, she's obviously grieving and feels very guilty because she was also in the car, and her... She stops singing, so her big thing is that, like, she's in the choir, and she's very, like, this happy-go-lucky girl, and she's always singing around the house, and she, like, loses her voice. She stops singing. She stops doing this thing that she loves, and... She gets into this prestigious music program, and as soon as she gets the letter, she, like, throws it away. She doesn't want to go anymore. She's, you know, she's grieving. She doesn't want to deal with something that's positive for her. And her mom and her aunt are like, why why don't you want to do this? Why don't you want to go anymore? And she's like, how can I do something that makes me happy when Paul is dead, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but she decides to go. And I think, I understand what you're saying. Like, it does seem really soon. But also, like, in that scenario, like, it's a healing healing thing, like, to do something like that to try to move forward. I think it it is more of, like, a difficult reason to, like, believe the movie more. Totally. As in my eyes, I'm like, no, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to believe it. And, And, like, leaving your parents. Like, she's the only other surviving child. Like, leaving your family in that kind of scenario. And lying to them. And lying to her dad. Like, so, yeah, like we said... The aunt and her mom like lie to the dad so she can go to this program because the dad does yeah. not want her to go. Yeah. yeah, that scene and also like the moment when so so she like goes to the program and she's totally dealing with these things mm-hmm. and then she like talks to this guy Jay who's who she ends up dating. Yeah, but like initially he basically is like you have to make the choice for yourself and like you know you're here for you and find your own path Mm -hmm. and it's like in the movie the way that they frame it is that like so she just had to talk to this cute guy that she's into in order to like feel better Mm -hmm. so then like the next day she's totally good and she's like excelling in her classes and she's singing great and she's like a better person and she's like healing and you have to take a step back and be like, oh, well, also, your brother just died, like, weeks ago. Yeah. Still. Like, this is new for you. And, okay, so it just took, like, a cute boy that you were into right. for you to, like, get yeah. over your brother dying? Like, for you to yeah. sing better? I don't know. I will, yeah. Okay, so she goes to this program. She's definitely struggling in the beginning because she's grieving. And then, yeah, she has this day out with Jay, like Katie mentioned, and, like, they bond, whatever. And then the next day she goes to school and she's, like, killing it. And I will say that, that I agree that, like, yeah, talking to this boy that, like, she likes definitely transforms her. But I think it also kind of is more the fact that, like, she hadn't talked to anyone about what was going on. And she was, like, internally grieving. And he was the first person that she told what had happened. Like, mm-hmm. she told him that her brother had died mm-hmm. and, like, verbalized it. So I think... I mean, I don't think they did a good job of it. Like, I don't think they did it well, like, showing what was going on. But I think it was more like she had told somebody and was kind of like, this is why I'm struggling. This is what's going on in my life. And right. kind of was able to, like, move forward. But they, they they didn't do that well. Like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't done well. Yeah. It did seem like, oh, she was flirting with this boy. And, like, now she's happy, you know? Speaking of which, let's talk about Jay. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Jay. Oliver James. The babe of the mid-2000s. We meet him. So, okay. So, she comes comes to LA. She gets to the school, like, in the night, middle of the night. The door's locked. He, like, comes to the door and is like, what's the password? In, like, the sassy way you do. And, like, the music that's playing when he comes to the door is, like, this, like, saucy, like, jingle. Oh, I just can't. I just can't. His tips are frosted. He's wearing lots of collared shirts and he has like shell a necklaces. Faux hawk. Oh. He's way too manicured for button his down oh. collar shirts, like he, a thick belt. Can we talk about his arm tattoo? Yeah. He has he, one. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know oh. if I ever noticed it in previous watching, so it's never Still like happened, it's I never overtly seen. shown, but it's in like, you know, you can kind of catch it. His entire forearm is covered in like Chinese letters. Huge. Humongous. Oh, you're right. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Gigantic. Yeah. It's a lot. I will say that, like, pretty much in every way, Jay is, like, kind of cheesy and terrible. Yes. However, at the end-ish scene, when they're, like, writing their song together, his voice is, like, very beautiful. Yeah. That, like, couple moments that he's saying. Please believe and don't deceive. Now our journey is just begun. 
Yes, I love you. His voice is great. He's early 2000s hot, oh like God. for sure. Yes. He's like kind of weird he's that you're unquote, attracted to him, yeah. but like it's cool. He's a quote unquote bad boy, but like oh, not man. really a bad boy at all. But in yeah. this movie, he's framed as a bad boy. He reminds me of Rufio, but like the nice version <laughs> he of He is Rufio. Yeah. He yeah. is Rufio. Yeah. So um, like Hillary yeah. comes to this school. She's struggling to fit in because she's grieving and also like no one really wants to befriend her. Like she has this roommate, Denise, who's like really serious about the music she's so program. She's like, yeah. she's in it to win it. She wants to win the scholarship that like is awarded at the end of this program. She's not here to make friends, you know? And Hillary's like kind of struggling all around. But Jay befriends her. Obviously, they become an item because, like, it's a mid-2000s movie. <laughs> you know? Right. And, like, they decide. So, it's only a three-week three week program, but everyone has to perform at the end of the program to compete for the scholarship. And Jay and Hillary Duff, Terry. Also, can we talk about the fact that her name is Terry? Seriously. Because, like, I hate it. I hate that her name is Terry. Also, it's spelled with an I. It's short for Teresa, but, like, Terry is a 45-year-old mom's name. <laughs> Terry's I, an I awful early why like, is like a high school girl Terry. Anyways, it's very Catholic Christian. Ugh, this is horrible. Very Christian. They decide to team up because Jay, like you know, they like each other and they're kind of an item. But you know, he's the first person to really like you know give her the time of day and ask like why she's struggling and give her you know talk to her. And they team up and decide that they're going to write a song together to compete for the scholarship because Jay is a really good musician and can write really beautiful songs and terry is a lyricist so they're gonna work together Mm -hmm. still trying to see where those lyrics come from (laughs) yeah what happened with those lyrics you guys i mean i just don't even know yeah so it's like basically the whole movie just kind of revolves around like terry trying to fit in with this crowd at her school and kind of like their intertwined storylines so she meets jay and some other friends like kiwi is like just the greatest. Dude, I so love great. Kiwi. Kiwi, so I will Kiwi say that. Kiwi and that girl. Watching this movie like growing up, Kiwi was my absolute favorite character. And so now the fact that like Johnny Lewis has that insane storyline where he like murdered somebody is like crazy. Kind of taints it a little bit. But Kiwi and Sloan were absolutely the best part of this movie for me growing up. Kat Dennings is just like an iconic emo person and they're so good together because the kiwi like loves sloan but she doesn't know it and he's just like trying to win her affections from afar with like the drumming with like that stuff makes me happy he's like he like mixes like sounds i was like recording stuff in the courtyard sloan is like there for the work she's a pianist she's like incredibly amazing and they end up like getting together and it's so good like oh my god when hillary duff invites kiwi to the date and Sloane shows up in, like, the goth prom dress. Yes. yes. That is one of my favorite moments oh, of yeah. the whole movie. And when Hillary's like, Sloane, you look great. She's, she's, yeah. so, she's so nice. nice. Like, whatever, yes. you look great. So that is my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go on, like, a group date. Sloane shows up in this kind of weird goth prom dress. And Terry genuinely is like, wow, you look great. And it's yeah. just, like, this very sweet, wonderful moment. And, Absolutely. like, girls supporting girls... Yeah, yes, the, the like, two dudes are like, oh, hey. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. this they're is awful. weird. And, and Terry's like, oh, dude, you look great. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, and like, like, she's like, like, you ready to go? Like, you have to give it. a Kiwi credit. He, like, chased after her. He's like, no, 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 you look fantastic. Yeah. Like, come back. In, and then Yeah, Terry the high school boy back. moment. But, like, that moment is just, it's my favorite part of the whole movie. I love it. I will say, when she goes to, when Terry goes to invite Kat Denning's character to go out with them for the date, uh-huh. she acted she went back to her Lazy McGuire Absolutely. Like, she started using the word like a lot. And like, yeah. so, papa ba 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 Like, we want she's you, like, to come with us. Yeah, she's like, so, so like, we're, like, Lazy meeting McGuire. up at, like, seven. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this movie, it's, I, yeah, I, like you were saying earlier, Katie, I really appreciate it for the kind of confined, like, art school kind of vibes that it gives. Like, and all these, like, teen artists kind of living in the same space and like the shenanigans they get into I think that's why I really liked it growing up mm-hmm. yeah I think that it's very like you said evident that it was initially pitched as a Christian movie because there are certain Absolutely. scenes where like whenever she's in emotional distress she's like either going to the church yeah. to like pray there's like montage scenes where she's like 
praying in the church with like mm-hmm. music playing over it. Yeah, which is yeah. like looking at it now, you're like, oh man, dude, this is yeah a lot. So the weird part. Okay, so the movie like never. And they never mention religion. They never say anything about religion. It's just these kind of like, kind of cut scenes where she's literally in a church. It's not like vague. Like she's right. she's like kneeling she's in a like pew. A cross necklace. Yeah, for her brother. Paul's cross. Like she's always wearing his cross necklace. She's like literally in a church praying. Yeah. So it's very based on like faith and like using faith to like overcome your problems and like to find strength. But it's never said. Like right? yeah, it's not. I don't know and. A lot of the music in it is religious based, like Jeremiah was a bullfrog. The Jericho song, yeah, the Jericho song, yeah, and like the final song uses kind of a lot of like Christian three days grace. Three days grace. The final song has a lot of Christian elements about like finding like finding your light, but it's never inadvertently stated. Like there's no one says the word Christian or mm. church God. even or any. It's just it's just subtext. But it's mm-hmm. very strong subtext. Very strong. <laughs> Definitely subtext. like a faith-based kind of yeah, story. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, did not remember that was. Yeah, me neither. I didn't realize how strong it was. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty strong. And then like at the end there, so she's basically the whole movie. She's like battling with all these things, whether it's like in her how good she is performing in the music program. Or in her emotional life or, like, personal life where she's, like, dating Jay. And they, like, go out and try and do this open mic and she, like, loses it because she kind of has, like, a flashback to this moment with the car accident. Mm-hmm. It's, like, either one... It's one of those two things where it's, like, either her her performance is not doing well or her, like, emotional state is not good. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of climaxes to this moment at the end of the... Um, the work, sh- the summer thing that she's doing, the summer program, mm-hmm. and that moment. Okay, so that moment with the dad, where like, because the dad is like, he doesn't know that she's at this program until the very end, and then he comes and he's like, "We're gonna go home right now." Yeah, and it's like literally the moment that <laughs> she's supposed to be performing. Yeah. yeah, I actually had to fast forward because. Th- the anxiety. The anxiety, the buildup for me of like Waiting anticipation of I know that she's gonna perform eventually. Totally. But like the five or seven minutes where it's like she is talking to her dad and it's like, okay, they're supposed to be on stage right now. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen. Is she gonna miss it? Is she not? Oh, I was nice. like, I can't Can't do it. Do it. I can't I know what she's saying to her dad. I'm like, I can't watch this. Dude. The anticipation was awful. But the that. music was everything I expected it to be. It's almost the like the resolution for herself and him. Like, oh, my daughter's like, she's got this courage. Oh, my dad, he's like going to respect me finally. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. If they didn't have that, then the whole ending scene would never have made sense. Yeah. And her whole song would not have made sense. How did you guys feel about the way that men treated the women in this movie? In general. So, um, Terry's dad, um, such a, like, Paul, Mr. Torvald, Jay, and Kiwi, and Sloan. What about like, John Ritter? Her brother? Jason, yeah, that's Paul. Oh, Paul. Jason Ritter. Yeah. Um, it was pretty heteronormative. The whole movie was. Except Absolutely. Well, yes, but also, like, he was filming them a lot. Like, and that moment where he's, like, hitting on her yeah. friend. So, like, I think... Yeah, he was always, like, filming, which was just kind of, like, his thing. Like, he was, like, a videographer. But it was, like, kind of creepy because he was, like, yeah, filming her and her friend and then was, like, hitting on her. I was, like, hey, like, what are you doing tonight? It was, like, very heteronormative kind of, like, dominant traits. Like, her dad especially, obviously, was, like, the main. He didn't want her to do anything on her own. He wanted to protect her. Like, they had to lie to the dad to, like, get her to do what she wanted. And, like, that was the whole resolution. Mr. Torvald, I really like John Corbett's character. Like, he is pretty inspiring, but he kind of toes the line of being, like, a little bit of the creepy teacher. Like, he's, like, the cool teacher, but, like, plays it a little close to being, like, kind of creepy. Like, a little too close Doesn't to their students. Robin? Yeah, I don't know. He has, like, a weird relationship with Robin, who, like, also, at one point in the movie, wears, like, a daddy's girl tank top, which yeah. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think all the like male characters in this movie like are a little iffy. 
Like, Kiwi is very... Like, when watching this movie growing up, I loved Kiwi. He was my favorite character. I thought he was so funny. And the scene with him and Sloan where they, like, get together in, like, the music practice rooms, I was like, I love it. But, like, watching it again, the scene where he kisses Sloan, he, like, attacks Attacks her. her, yeah. I'm like, whoa! Calm down! Like, just give her a moment. And, like, you know, it's fine, I guess, in the end. But, like, it's kind of a lot. Yeah. I feel like all the men in this movie were a little bit... I don't know. A lot. Yeah, I felt like even though Hilary Duff is the main character of this movie, arguably she is not portrayed as the main character in that, like, she is still perceived as, like, vulnerable, Mm -hmm. weaker character of the movie. She's weak in the whole movie. Yeah, in the whole movie, like, Jada is always protecting her. She's always, like, kind of, like, falling on his shoulder looking for, like, protection. Like, yeah, even in the moments where, like, even when she regains her confidence or, like, regains her passion for music... Uh, after her, like, episode, she has, like, an episode where she's crying, and Jay is like, you just have to do what you need to do for your art or whatever, put that into your art. Yeah. Uh, even after that, she is, like, looking for him, like, supports, is, like, supported by him, and, like, asks him how she's doing, and, like, there is a dependency there. Mm -hmm. So, I think that it definitely utilizes those tropes, like, very strongly. And, like, especially the way, because, like, I actually started crying. There's like a scene where it's the mom and the dad, and it's pretty far along. And the it's mm. when the dad when finds in the out. Kitchen. No, they're outside. It's when the dad finds out that she has been at the school the whole time, and the mom yeah, has been lying to him the whole time. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. goes. He's in the garden. With her. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "You knew this whole time. Like, I can't believe that you lied to me." And she's like, "I wanted her to be free to like." do her own thing she's all we have left and yeah she's, yeah, she's yes. all we have left and i started crying and it wasn't because so because like the whole situation with their son dying like they make it very realistic yeah, and really in a way sad. that's like really rough but the reason that i started getting upset like emotionally is because you see this character of the mom who like in the whole movie, the aunt is kind of portrayed as this, like, cool, pretty, attractive, like, artsy aunt mm-hmm. who Hilary Duff is, like, not emulating, per se, but, like, kind of mm-hmm. wants to be like. Yeah, totally. And you don't really... You see the mom, but she's she's definitely a secondary character. Yeah. And the reason I got emotional is because, like, this mom character who is so secondary in the whole film in this moment is basically saying like I did everything I could for our daughter like you and your like intensity your masculinity your like inability to be able to like trust other people yes. has brought our family to this situation yes. and like our son is gone everything is falling apart and I was trying to save it and in that scene the dad ends up basically being like he doesn't even hear her He's basically just yeah. like, I want her back now. You have, to, you have to fix this. End of story. And, like, you see that there's, like, this very distinct, like, moment with the camera where you it pans to the mom again after that conversation. And she just, like, is falling apart. Yeah. Yes. In the middle of the yard. And, like, I just lost it because I was, like, this whole movie is built on this, this standard of like men's roles and women's roles in Mm -hmm. men's lives Mm -hmm. and you see that with hillary duff and like her brother is arguably like the one that gets her into that school and so she's like dependent on him and perhaps like feels obligated to that certain like role with her her brother jay gets her like back into her swing of things like everything yeah. in the and story and her relationship with her dad around the men in her life like yeah. she's just kind of this like passing character that doesn't really do much on her own yeah and yeah like so, so going off what you're saying with the dad and the mom's conversation so the dad is like we need to get her back right now so they go to the school during the final performance they go to get her and the dad is like in her room packing up her stuff she comes in and sees him and they have this confrontation where, you know, they're, she's like, I want to do this. Like, why don't you want me to do this? Paul wanted me to do this. And she has this moment where she's like, she says, everyone is afraid of you. Mm-hmm. And that moment, like, gets me every time. Because I'm just like, mm-hmm. yes, like, 
everyone is afraid to like stand up to this like lead of the household who's just so set in his ways. So set. No one wants to like stand up to him and change anything. And they all tried to, but like they were still struggling at that point. And it took her like doing this great thing where she like performed really well for him to be like proud of her. Mm-hmm. Like you should be proud of her. And like, like why does it take this huge crazy thing? What do you feel about all of that, Joey? I have a lot of emotions towards this movie. Like, there's so many things that I forgot had happened, and just the sense of her identity becoming this ever-evolving component of the movie, like, was not something that fazed me when I was watching the first, like, thousand times when I watched it. (laughs) But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, wow, her whole identity is being shaped by the people around her, not herself. Like, I know Hilary Duff is acting in this movie, but... (laughs) When Hilary Duff is in other movies, like, she is the strong character. She's totally. the one who, like, controls the movie. The and, like, Lizzie McGuire movie. The Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> the uh, Cinderella story. Like, yeah. She has the strong proponents of a strong character. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. Like, she is a letting... Like, all these people in her life are influencing everything she's doing. But at the end of the day, she still got to make her choice. And she decided to go to the school. She decided to go... And be a part of this program. And while a lot of people are influencing her decisions at the end of the day, she still stayed for herself because she wanted to make herself better. And I was like, that's so strong and powerful. And like, you're trying to write these songs and make yourself, you know, love the thing that you're doing once more. And you're doing this for Paul. Like, this mm-hmm. is. That's true. This is her brother's way of saying, I love you. And mm-hmm. she wanted to show him that she wanted to stick it out for mm-hmm. him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a Absolutely. lot of back and forth with it. But I think my mind at the end of the day was like, she's doing this for her brother, you know? Like, yeah. She loves him. This movie is good, oh, dude. I have to say, it's cheesy, but like, damn, dude, definitely higher than like fucking fifteen yeah. percent. It's like right. a good movie. I have a mo- I have a note that says, "God damn it, this movie is cheesy," but it's so goddamn sad. I cried. I, it is so multiple goddamn times. sad. Absolutely. Going back to before, this movie is like too sad for its own good. Like, I think it hinders it because it's so sad because it's so realistic. Yeah, so. but also it's like. It's well done. Like, the, yeah. the, the ending, like you said, like, she gets past, not past her grief, but, like, she kind of accepts it and sees Paul cheering her on rather than, like, having this traumatic memory. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very beautiful, yeah. even though it's really sad yeah. and, like, very cheesy. Yeah. The story, the through line is very beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very, yeah. very true. It's, it could have, like, uh, like we say a lot of, a lot of movies we talk about, it could have been done so much better, but... Yeah. It was good. It's it's For good. Like, compared yeah. to Cadet Kelly, this is like shit. But any last thoughts? Um So I won't back down. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. A lot of the music in this I would get like is so visceral to me. Like two parts specifically. In the beginning montage that Paul films of her, like, throughout the house, the one where she's playing the piano, and I used to try to learn that on the piano, because really? I, like, loved that melody so much, and then the last, the part of the song that they sing for their final performance, that they're, like, practicing in the, the practice room, that part, I will, like, get stuck in my head for weeks after listening to this. Really? I, like, love that melody. So there are, like, certain parts of this that I, like, really, Stick really love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, just a lot of the music, like, the Jeremiah was bullfrog is, like, so... It gets stuck in my head all the time. Yeah. I think the music is fun. That's, like, me with the violin scene. Like, yes. every time, it's just... Okay. <laughs> Talking about the electric violin, we haven't really talked about Denise too much. Mm, yeah. But Denise is the true hero of this movie. She, so, so Denise is Hilary Duff's roommate. She's, like... In this program, because she wants the scholarship, she ends up winning the scholarship, which is amazing. And she's just, like, the best character in this movie. (laughs) So, the scene where Jay comes to their room, like, drunk at night, and they're, like, dealing with him. Her, like, Mm -hmm. eye rolls, I was just like, yes. She's like, like, you are me. Like, yeah. There's no time for this drunk boy who's, like, professing his love for you. Eye rolls galore. Obsessed. Denise is the hero of this film. And they get her, up, get him up to the, the roof, and she's like, "All right, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "All right, I've had enough of this." Yeah, so good. Uh, <laughs> um, all the 2000s fashion is incredible. There's a lot of like candy shoes and Paul Frank 
and mini skirts with like striped polos and everything 2000s you could ever want in your whole life in this movie. My it's hair. incredible. The jean skirts with the like flare at the end, so ugly, so <laughs> ugly, but like so bad. So Honestly, hard at the her like final performance outfit was pretty ugly. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The, like strapless with, with like, the, like long top with the yeah. wide belt. It's bad. It's bad, but like it was so not flattering. I did not like it. And her hands in her back pocket. <sighs> it was bad. It's bad. Her, aw- shoulders. her awkward shoulders. acting. I just... Oh. Mm, it's really not Very. good. Her vocal quality throughout the film changes from like a raspy falsetto to like a belting, clearly recorded in a studio and then dubbed in quality. Within the same song, yeah, it's not Joy. What do you think? It's not. It's not great in terms of like her the quality of the voice. Just like anything. Any final thoughts? Like, do your own thing on your own terms. <laughs> the best quote from the movie. That's the moral of this movie. Honestly, like the things that have really been sticking in my head are like when Mr. John Ritter, not John Ritter, John um, Corbett, John Corbett, like throws the cello on the ground. Like, dude, you damaged the cello. I'm gonna kill you. Um, Hilary Duff's acting. It's just, it's just another H. Duff movie. You know, like I yeah. can't say that it's an A-plus movie. No. But it fulfills my high school teenage needs, you know? Absolutely. I love those feelings. And (laughs) while the themes revolve a lot around, like, Christianity, I'm okay. Like, (laughs) you're here for it. My heart is full. (laughs) And I love that about this movie. Like, all H-Duff movies fill me with heart. Yes. All of them. I will say that this movie, like, truly runs the gamut of emotion. Oh, for sure. It is, like, almost a two-hour film full of every emotion you could possibly ever want to feel. Yeah. The story might be a little dumb, but, like, the emotions are there. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Also, finally, there is a Keen song featured in it, which is, like, the most peak mid-2000s thing you could possibly ever do. Mm-hmm. Keen, We Might As Well Be Strangers, plays in, like, the moody scene of the mm-hmm. movie, which is, like... Where they hate each other. Like, that's just... Nothing is more 2000s than that. Right. I think What A Girl Wants The Man Divines also featured a Keen song. It did. Like, it's just... Mm, time capsule of emotion. <laughs> I just love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's all. That's all I have to say. Katie, what about you? I'm ready to rate it. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. I am nervous about this rating because I don't know. I am know too. I, because I feel conflicted, but I'm like ready. I to need put to it rate. I, I have to separate my emotion from the film itself. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go for you it. You go first. You I'm going to say 8 out of 10, dude. Holy because, shit. That's so listen, high. Yes. Because here's the thing. I am surprised. Here's the I thing. Like you're usually a little more critical than I most. am. But the reason I give it so high is because. Okay, this movie is tacky. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a rom-com. It's about teenagers. It's about music. Whatever. Yeah. Okay? Two things. I live for a musical. Absolutely. Like, I live for a good music-based movie. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. It's not a musical outright, obviously. But it's about music. So, like, there are key moments. They're not great songs. Like, they're, like, pretty good. They're, like, you know, bangers. (laughs) But, like, they're not. They're fine. But it's still music. The second reason I rate it so high is because it takes a lot for me to cry at a movie, dude. King, like King Kong, this movie, my dog Flicka, (laughs) or my friend Flicka. My friend Flicka. My horse Flicka. My dog Skip. My dog Skip. I watched this movie at like 8.30 in the morning, one of the first things I did with my day, and I cried multiple times. Because it's really like real the the Again. way like honestly my high rating of it is because the way that they demonstrate grief yeah. like yes. in this movie is so very, very real. realistic. Like yes. I don't even care on it like if 
if we're just looking at everything, at, take everything away about Hilary Duff's like music school experience. Everything else in this movie, very realistic and like well acted. Yeah. Like the older actors in this movie are yeah. good actors. The parents, like, the aunt, they're incredible. The parents, John the Corbett. aunt, John Corbett. Like the the conversations that he has with Hilary Duff about like her brother and As the like way a that she's yeah, like yeah. they do a really good job of that, and I appreciate that because I feel like it's one thing to like make a movie for teenagers or like an adolescent movie that's a rom com esque or like movie about dealing with emotions yeah that's like realistic and it's another to make it about something that's that's hard and like death is hard and like hard to talk about but it's very real like a lot of people have to deal with that in their time that time of their life Mm -hmm. so props i don't think they could have done this movie with any other teenage actor other than h duff because she has such (laughs) a bubbly personality yeah her smiley face and seeing like, the change from her being that bubbly, bubbly teen to like this grieving girl who's struggling is like really dramatic. It is. Yeah, it is and dramatic, like, but it's also realistic. No, like, but yeah, it's, an, it's like it's realistic and like it's this huge change that's, that happens. Yeah. That's you know? why I say like she's a good crier. In, she not, is. not she in like cry. she can cry, <laughs> but it's like when she when there are like the moments where she's feeling overwhelmed emotionally as a, a character yes. or like sad or whatever. I feel like that's pretty realistic. Yeah. Like the way that she yeah. does it. So Absolutely. props to them. It's cheesy as fuck. The romantic moments. The like drama is ridiculous. Yeah. The outfits are insane. Oh. But the like, red off the shoulder like yeah, top. With her boob like out. With her boob out. So I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 uh, side boobs. Yes. I'm gonna side go boob ahead. was extreme. Yeah. There's Very a lot extreme. of side boob. Oh, uh, so good. So I good. would watch it again. Good. That makes me happy. Welcome yeah. to my Thanks, Joey. Welcome yeah. to my sick days as a middle schooler watching this movie yeah. every time. Yeah. Okay, you go next, Joey. I'd say seven out of ten cello slams. Ooh. Nice. Because it's one of those movies that always makes me feel better. Like I've got yes. a list of top five movies, but this hits top ten feel good movies, you know, like regardless of whatever's going on. I I would throw this on. This was on my DVD collection as well. Honestly, yes. like it's not the worst thing in the movie. It's not the or not the worst thing in the world, but it's also not the best, and that's okay because it's raise your voice. It's yeah. a movie with music in yes. it. Like Katie said, like totally enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And H stuff makes everything better. Mm-hmm. All the yes. time. Mm-hmm. All right, I I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten as well. Yes, because, like, the emotion in this movie is, like, weirdly good. It's weirdly elevated. I cry several times about this movie. It's so realistic and, like, very well done in the more emotional parts. And I think the kind of lighthearted parts kind of lack, which is rare. I feel like it's usually the opposite, where, like, the lighthearted parts are easier. So they're, like, usually done well. So it's kind of funny that this is the opposite, but... The fact that they were able to capture the grief so well is, like, really powerful. Absolutely. And I think some of the characters are just, like, really wonderful and fun. And the music is fun. <laughs> like, it's kind of bad, but it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, like, a good time. Mm-hmm. Oliver James is always a good time. The 2000s yeah. fashion is Oliver a good James. time. I think that's it, you guys. Yeah! Wow, that's great. I Dude, love that. I like kind of want to rewatch this right now because I'm so obsessed. No, we're with gonna it. watch Phantom of the Opera. We're gonna watch Phantom of the Opera. Uh, also, listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, check it. it out on social media, iTunes, SoundCloud. Send me a tweet, guys. Some apps. Text me five zero three four seven zero. Yeah, tell me what you think. All right. Okay. Bye. Have a good rest of your week. We love you. Someone's watching over me. Christianity.